How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Yesterday, there were people watching television in Roanoke, Virginia, and some of the surrounding areas, and they watched a young woman, only 24 years of age, a reporter that they knew in their community, interviewing someone from the local Chamber of Commerce, just doing her job as a journalist, another day on the field as a reporter, starting out in her 20s in a smaller market like Roanoke, not that it's very tiny, but working her way up like so many of us in the media to get to the big cities like New York, Chicago, L.A., most likely. She never, I'm sure, expected when she woke up yesterday, put on that suit and did her hair and makeup for broadcast, that it would be her last, her last broadcast and her last day on Earth. Along with her was her cameraman. And by the way, the cameramen and camerawomen are one of the reasons some of us, myself included, look good on camera. It's the way they shoot us, the lighting they use. And then if you do get into the bigger leagues, because I'm not sure Roanoke does, you get the hair and makeup people to boot. Allison Parker of WDBJ and her cameraman, both in their 20s, lost their lives at the hands of Vester L. Flanagan II, a former reporter who had been dismissed, allegedly a disgruntled former employee of Channel 7 WDBJ in Roanoke. Yesterday, people watching were shocked. We, in the morning yesterday, were shocked to hear about this, and then we heard about this man, Vester Flanagan, taking his own life. Questions came out. Of course, at first people thought, is this a terrorist act? Which I thought, no, shooting a reporter in Roanoke doesn't sound like an ISIS move. Sounds more like a mental instability issue. Somebody has a beef with them, the story they're reporting, or a disgruntled employee. And it turned out to be one or two of those, a former disgruntled employee, somebody perhaps who had a mental illness. But what happened in the 24 hours after? In our voyeuristic, magnifying glass on the world, look at everything through a lens on our smartphones and our computers, were a couple of things that didn't sit well with the public. And one of which was the cover of the New York Daily News. The cover of the New York Daily News, under the Daily News, it said, shocking slay of reporter and cameraman, executed on live TV. And then there were not just one, but three very graphic pictures. These pictures by people in and out of New York and in and out of the press have been criticized. One labeled it, quote, death porn. Andrew Peng who is a journalist for the Associated Press, 
said tomorrow's New York Daily News cover is clearly unacceptable. I've blacked out the screenshots of the shooter's video. And, of course, the hashtag WDBJ and those standing with WDBJ, as I mentioned to rip the headlines last hour, and journalists worldwide started to crop up on Twitter and other social media sites. Now, the New York Daily News, let's be honest, it is not known to have understated front pages. But this, on this paper, the front page of the New York Daily News, sparked the ire of many in the past less than 24 hours since last night. They tweeted an image of its forthcoming cover for today on Thursday. And this cover showcased the moment Ms. Allison Parker was killed, the moment Ms. Allison Parker lost her life during that live broadcast. Her cameraman lost his life. And then Bester L. Flanagan turned the gun on himself. But the Daily News cover, what they did was they took images that called stills from a video. Now, you see this sometimes. There'll be people out there who don't like what I say, and they'll take a still of me talking with my mouth open, and it doesn't look very attractive in mid-sentence. And, and, and that is what the Daily News did. And that's what they put on this cover. They went to the video, and they took a still from the video. And by the way, this video was allegedly shot by the killer himself, the murderer himself, Vester L. Flanagan. And they took a still from that video of that murder. They took a still image from the video of this young woman and her life being lost. Now, I got to tell you, I have seen when a plane crashes. I have seen after 9-11, I have seen like you have on television and online, cameras stuck in the face of people who are told the plane went down, there were no survivors, and you'll see a woman fall to her knees and, sh- and shriek in horror that her loved one often her child, has died. That's not journalism, in my opinion. That's an invasion of someone's privacy. That's an invasion of their deepest and darkest and and most mournful moment. And quite frankly, not just undignified, not just beyond yellow journalism and inappropriate and in bad taste, For the New York Daily News to do this. But how horrific for her family and her friends to see her lifeless body caught still from that video and splashed on the front page of this paper for profit. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. In a telephone interview, Jake Duhame, who is a friend of WDBJ7 anchor Chris Hurst, who, by the way, is Allison Parker's boyfriend, criticized the Daily News decision to use those images. Quote, he said, it's going to be very tough to walk around the city tomorrow and try to avoid that cover. Now, if any of you have been to New York, and I've lived in New York, 
If you've lived in New York, you've visited New York, you notice how many newsstands there are and how many newspapers. And papers just like the Daily News, the New York Daily News, are, are, are everywhere. It's inescapable to see this cover. And quite frankly, not just disgusting to this woman and to her final moment and her, her moment after her death. Not just disgusting to her family, not just disgusting to the public at large. There were children walking by who will see this image. Children who don't yet know what death is. Children who don't yet know how bad the world can be. Children who yet don't yet know that the boogeyman really does exist, especially if you put a gun in his hand. Now, Mr. Duchesne is a sports marketer in New York. He said he understood why the Daily News had published the cover. Very provocative cover, by the way. But the media, he said, should, quote, showcase the victims rather than the acts. And that's true. The front page should have been Allison. The front page should have been that photographer. The front page should have been shots of them when they're alive. You know, they say you're not supposed to say anything bad about the dead. Are we supposed to show people in the midst of their death moments after their heart has stopped, blood probably still moving through their veins? Quote, he said there is an emphasis on winning the front page, but sometimes you have to step back and say this is a little bit too far. These are friends, family members. These are people's lives. Now, among those expressing outrage about the cover, there were many news reporters, okay? Jessica Layton, a reporter and anchor at WNYT in Albany, quote, these beautiful souls deserve better than this cover. Amen, Jessica. Allison Parker, who by all accounts was full of joy and so loved by everyone who met her, deserved so much more than a cover highlighting her final moment of life with such panic and terror on her face. And she wrote this in a follow-up email to the Washington Post. Quote, her parents, brother, boyfriend, and WDBJ7 News family deserve more, too. And I would feel that no way, no matter the person's profession. Alex DiPrato of WSVN7 News in Miami, where I did some writing there back in the day, said, disgusting to show a woman as she is murdered is low. Speaking only for myself, there are a hundred journalistically responsible ways to convey the horror of the story. Mike Drago, a commentary editor at the Dallas Morning News, wrote in an email to the Post. The NYDN page I saw tonight is not one of them. Showing the victim from the killer's perspective at the moment of her death is beyond the pale of exploitation. It is death porn, he said. My hope is that the editor's in their wits before the paper hits newsstands. In, his, in interviews... The day of his daughter's death, Parker's father likened the images of the murder to Islamic State terrorism. Quote, it's like showing those beheadings. I'm not going to watch it. I can't watch it. I can't watch any news. All I want to do is rip my heart out. All it would do is rip my heart out further than it already is. As video of the shooting circulated throughout the day, some cautioned against the ill effects of how some media outlets thrust it at their audience. Robison Meyer of The Atlantic wrote, quote, forcing thousands of people to view two deaths without warning or preparation causes real harm. For almost all viewers, of course, watching the video does not approach the anguish felt by the victim's friends, families, or coworkers, but that the auto-playing incident was not the worst horror in a morning full of them doesn't lessen the need to talk about it, to figure out what happened, to prevent it from happening again. 
Justin Fenton, a crime reporter for the Baltimore Sun, said the Daily News cover offered insight into a crime that pros can't, though. He said, quote, New York Daily News cover is frightening but not gory. Reaction, at least on my timeline, is uniform outrage. Personally, covering gun violence daily, I don't think the words convey the horror the way these images do. So he's saying put it out there. Show the horror. But Carrie Malago, a news editor for the Wall Street Journal, summed up the feelings of many. She wrote, quote, still time for a replate. And Duhame, the friend of the boyfriend of Miss Parker, said he didn't think images of his friend's girlfriend's death had any news value. He said there's no public good or awareness that comes out of it except for winning the day. Many said someone at New York Post is sitting there trying to top this. Don't. Please don't. Don't. And the picture was of Allison and her cameraman, Adam, laughing and sharing a moment together. Hunter Walker said, I believe there is still a little time before that New York Daily News cover is final. Perhaps they will grow a soul between now and then. And then there isn't just the pictures on the New York Daily News. There is the ghoulish video footage of that shooting in Virginia. It has drawn scorn in social media. And a lot of people are saying, we need to take a stand and we stand with this station. Because it was a scene that played out. A television audience saw it. An internet audience saw it. There was a self-produced 56-second clip that shows Vester Lee Flanagan II quietly approaching WDBJ reporter Allison Parker and her cameraman Adam Ward with the gun in hand as that interview was conducted. And then he fires eight shots without saying a word. If you were online at that moment, you had a front row seat to that horrific crime. The killer sent out tweets while on the run. And then he posted the ghoulish first person video. But unlike other wildfire social media storms, this one carried words of warning. The station itself, as well as very passionate social media users advocated, quote, take a stand against watching that gruesome video. Not to feed into the shooter's cry for attention. A horrific 24 hours for those victims, their families, their friends, their co-workers. But I want to ask you, America, you're that audience of TV watchers. You're that audience of social media. You're that audience in New York. You're the consumers of that paper, or could be. Was the New York Daily News wrong to display those pictures? 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Were the TV stations wrong to air the video? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Is this exploitation of those who were killed for the profit of that newspaper? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And should something be done to prevent this from happening in the future? Is this freedom of the press? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. How much transparency do you want in our media, America? How much transparency do you need? And does it ever become too much? Be honest. How much transparency do you want? How much do you need? Does it ever become too much? Was this too much? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, we'll give you a fake name or town if you're uncomfortable admitting this. But I want you to be completely honest with me. Have you watched the video? I have not. I have not. I have not in respect 
for the victims and their families. Have you watched the video? And will you? Why or why not? Be honest. Have you watched it or will you? Why or why not? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. And is this the future, friends? Is this a sign of things to come? What's next? Televised executions? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Vester Flanagan was ordered by WDBJ TV to seek mental health treatment or be fired after threatening behavior. Should he have been allowed to buy a gun? You know I gotta ask this. He legally bought one gun, his gun, in Virginia, one month before this shooting. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Allison Parker's father says he doesn't want the country to sit back and let him grieve. He wants action, and he's demanding that coward politicians take up gun control. Do you admire his courage? How tough of a battle will this be? How can he, how can we succeed? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. He told CNN's New Day today, quote, if I have to be the John Walsh of gun control, and look, I'm for Second Amendment, but there has to be a way to force politicians that are cowards into the pockets of the NRA to come to grips and make sense, have sensible laws so that crazy people can't get guns. It can't be that hard. Let me tell you something. When Kate Steinle died at the hand of an illegal immigrant, people went nuts and wanted to deport everybody. Why is it when people die at the hands of a gun with somebody who has mental illness pulling the trigger, we don't have that same outrage? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. And lastly, is this worse than New York Daily News cover to that Rolling Stone cover who had put a picture of the Boston Marathon bomber on their cover? And by the way, he's alive. I'm Leslie Marshall, 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. and tweets follow me on twitter at leslie marshall call us at 8886 leslie talking about horrific three horrific images on the front page of the daily news uh what's your take on this have they and the media gone too far with too much transparency uh 8886 leslie is the number and let's start it out with carlos in denver on line two carlos good afternoon how are you good how are you doing Good, thanks. Um, I'm a little late. I was calling to talk about Bernie, but if I, I hope I don't, if, that, if that's okay. 
Uh, well, if you don't mind giving your opinion on this, and then you can give you two cents on Bernie. How's that? Sure. Um, I would say, I mean, yeah, for sure, I think they've gone a little bit too far. I think it's, especially right away, I think the families deserve a little longer time to deal with what they're going to. It's, it's a huge tragedy. And hopefully, maybe we'll get our heads out of our butts and have some gun control. Just maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I, would, I would agree. I, I, would, I would agree. Um, okay, quickly on Bernie. Uh, Bert, I think the uh, the media is not giving him a fair shake in general. Um, I'm a young man. I'm a father of two. I'm, the, I'm in the 30 to 40 demographic, and a lot of my young male and female friends are hugely into Bernie, and with social media is a big part of it, and he's not getting any due with the major media outlets. And I think part of that is because he represents an end to big media conglomerates. And so they're going to give him a shaft no matter what. Well, I don't disagree with you. I think the difficulty is somebody who's a self-proclaimed socialist going to win in a in a general election when that's what you know Republicans use to uh, point their fingers at Democrats to point us out to be socialist or communist. And he's saying, "Hey, I am." Uh, Carlos, thank you for the call. Uh, let's Thanks. go. Let's go to Lynn in New Mexico, line three. Lynn, good afternoon. Your take on Hi, uh, this uh, horrific, I believe, cover of the New York Daily News. Well, I don't want to see it personally, but. You know, just I wonder if at least the people who are fighting gun control were made to see actual reality of images of what the guns have wrought. I mean, the school in Connecticut. I mean, it's just one thing. Every time something happens, there is a huge outcry. We've got to do something. We've got to control guns. And then, boom, it goes away again. If people really, really knew the the stark reality of it. I wonder if that might push the issue along a little better. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I mean, images of children being brought out on stretchers with blankets over them from Sandy Hook in Newtown, Connecticut. A massacre after massacre, and a number of them with people who are mentally ill holding those weapons and easily obtaining those weapons. And if not mentally ill, with hatred in their heart, as we saw in Charleston, South Carolina, you know, if you keep repeating a lie enough, you believe it. And I think that's what happens to so many uh, in the NRA uh, or who are members and support the NRA. And I think the politicians are just so damn afraid of losing the money from the NRA and their lobbyists uh, that they would rather do business with the devil uh, than step aside and do what's right for the people and the children of our nation. I understand that, I, I, but it's just, I don't know, shock value might, but as I said, I certainly don't think I have the fortitude to look upon that kind of thing without trauma, personally. Yeah, I'm the same. I just, but, I'm the but same. you know, so what do we do? I, something happens, we scream for gun control, it goes, I mean, it's just like, Nothing is shaking this loose. Uh, I would agree with you. And what will it take? I, I thought a Sandy Hook would definitely do it, but uh, I was wrong on that. Lynn, thank you for the call. Appreciate your contribution to the program. Call us again. Zachary, New Mexico, dropped. Give us a buzz back, Zachary. Eight eight. Excuse me. Uh, eight six six. Uh, what's my number? Eight 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 six Leslie. Yeah, I had it right the first time. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Let's go to line one with Michael in the Bronx. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie, and say hello to my wife, Michelle, who's riding with me right now as we speak and listen. Hello, Michelle. Hi. You know something, Leslie, I was afraid something like this was going to happen because it's become countless number of incidents 
of this nature was always gun violence resulting in fatalities, and then the repeated narrative from right-wingers and the NRA saying, more guns, more guns, no background checks, no questions asked, no nothing. And as far as I'm concerned, they are profiting, the whole thing said, they're profiting off of fatalities, they're profiting off of innocent blood, and that doesn't make them advocates for Second Amendment, because Gabby Giffords and her husband are Second Amendment advocates, and they're calling for responsible gun safety reform. It's not gun control, it's gun safety reform. And then for the Daily News, which I do purchase, and let me tell you, they are the biggest advocates for gun safety reform that, um, they sure as hell better than New York Post, who don't advocate for gun safety reform. And they time and again, they cover these stories. So I think this front cover, even though if I do not support it and it does look gruesome, it comes to the big question of what the hell will it take to get it to people's big skulls that you cannot just have guns flying around in the air and landing in the wrong hands. You have to have safety reform. You have to have mandatory training. You have to have mandatory lecture in terms of gun ownership responsibility. We've had... Well, Michael, I wanted to ask you something because I know you're African-American. You shared that. I've seen your picture. And how do you feel yeah. about people trying to make this a, a, about a black guy shoots two white people? Because this, although racially motivated in the sense that he felt he was the victim of racism... Um, a lot of people, even Donald Trump, are saying that this guy, you know, had mental illness. And then we factor in uh, the gun. Um, I wanted to ask your take uh, on that, aside from the front page of this paper and those images. I'm so glad you asked that, um, because there are two aspects. Number one, we're already hearing, I don't know if you've heard it, but we're already hearing the narrative of this guy being a criminal, having a history, maybe even a terrorist, as we've always heard um, the right-wing media portray it as like when it's a white person, then it's a mental illness issue. Now, this guy really had um, a history of problems, and this goes right into what the hell was going on in the workplace. If there was workplace harassment, that needed to be dealt with right off the bat. And if it's not, then it could have a psychological effect on somebody in which the emotion builds up more and more and more. And then I even heard one um, analyst said that, yeah, a person will have a potential of just snapping and, you know, getting a gun or whatever weapon he can get on, get his hands on, and then just take the frustration and violence out on somebody else, especially if he had connections with that particular person or organization. The whole thing, the whole crap went out of hand and resulted in not one, but two more fatalities. And I'm saying, damn it, NRA, stop advocating this kind of gun violence and politicians get the hell off your asses and start doing um, something you want to call yourself pro-life then doggone it prove it start Oh, okay, Michael. Thank you for, and Michelle. That's my middle name, by the way. Uh, good, good, good afternoon, and thank you for, uh, for having joined us. 8886 Leslie, 8886 Let's go to Bernice in New Mexico online, too. Bernice, good afternoon. 
Hi, hi, Leslie. Um, I understand your arguments, but <clears throat> we've always tried it that way. We've tried not showing this kind of, of violence, and I think it's time America needs to move away from our propaganda culture to a reality base. Um, and I have to look at, for example, um, the Emmett Till example, the coffins coming back and the violence that we saw on TV in Vietnam versus hiding all the violence from Iraq. Um, and and how those things did help change some of the the violence because you know we can we have all this gratuitous violence in the media but when it comes to actual uh violence that has consequences human consequences we shy away from that and and i think it has kind of inured our society to the reality you know it's the fox propaganda uh that keeps us um, not in not understanding the reality of our culture, um, and I remember many many years ago because I used to watch Donahue faithfully. Um, he was a big advocate for uh, televising executions, and I thought that was horrendous at the time. But you know, his argument was this: that until people see reality violence, the, the kind of state-approved violence that we have, then you know, then perhaps we can start dealing with the with what it actually is. Okay. So I don't know. I don't have the answers, but right. I think that's good. Those are good arguments. I, th- I definitely I like the fact that I'm hearing everybody, Bernice yourself included, give uh, different arguments uh, from mm-hmm. one another. Um, thank you for that, Bernice. I uh, look forward to hearing from you again. Let's You're go welcome. to Audrey in Chicago, line four. Audrey, uh, good afternoon. Um, I know that uh, you have something to say on this and, and perhaps on the issue of gun reform within this conversation. Absolutely gun reform, and this does not affect the Second Amendment. People can still carry their guns. But how are we today, in 2015, to have more people killed by guns, murder and suicide, than in all the U.S. wars fought on this land? How is that possible? I mean, Nick Kristoff quoted that today. How did we come to this place? How did we come to a place where 20 six-year-olds and six educators were slaughtered? Massacred in a school, and we did nothing. We did nothing. Now, I agree. State by state, gun reform is happening. It is state by state. There are groups out there who are working really hard to make sure that there are background checks for every single person who wants to purchase a gun. That maybe there's a 48 hour hold on that gun purchase, which would help prevent that person who wants to commit suicide because it's an on the spot moment um, reaction. We, we have had one mass shooting per day, 238 days, I think we're at, 247 mass shootings. At what point in time do we just say we give up? No, we can't. But we can do this. Background checks on every single gun purchase. No loopholes. We know that there's gun show loopholes. We need to make sure that those go through. Child blocks. Do you know that when a child picks up a gun, what do they do? They face it towards their face because they can't shoot it with their fingers. They use their thumbs. That's the strongest piece. And what happens? It's in their face, and they're gone. They're blown to smithereens. Or if they're a little older, they hold it up and pretend it to be, you know, a police officer or something they see on television, and they shoot their parents. We can stop that. Those are preventable, absolutely preventable. And as a mom... I am continuing to be horrified that we have moms and dads stand up and say, not one more, and I'm going to fight the NRA. How could we, how could any parent want to be part of a club they didn't choose to be invited to? 
This is horrible. You've met Sandy Phillips and Lonnie Phillips, whose daughter was lost in Aurora. You hear their pain every single day, and they should not, not have to suffer like this. And no parent should ever have to bury their child first because of the gun. Never. And there is no reason that anyone should not respond to the background checks and say, you're right, we can do this. But at this point in time, we're going to go after those representatives who are in the NRA back pocket, and we're going to vote them out. That is the best way we can change this. And if you keep speaking out, and all the other news media speak out properly. Don't call it gun control because everyone freaks out. It's about gun reform. Common sense. Common sense. It doesn't take away the Second Amendment. I am so passionate about this. I'm sure you can hear it. I, I can. have to change. I can. I can. And, and, and honestly, I agree with you 100%. I, I can't. I can't. I'm not even going to comment. That was just beautiful. And the fact that you care so much and you're so passionate. And that's what we Thank need. Thank you for having me on, Leslie. I'm really very honored to speak. Oh, very honored to have you with us. Uh, uh, most definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Audrey. Appreciate that. Let's go to Anna in Oklahoma, line three. Uh, Anna, you, I think, are with me and many people. Uh, you are against uh, the cover of the New York Daily News and their choice to put these three photos on the front page, correct? I, I am, Leslie. Uh, I've always kind of wondered why other countries have such a liberal stance when it comes to airing or publishing things like this, but I think that moment is a personal moment. It's not for us to mull over while we're having bagels or our daily coffee. It's the moment that someone is leaving this or is dying, and that's between them and God, not between the entire country, not to mention their families and friends having to deal with that all the time. Or, you know, in Oklahoma, I recall when uh, the Oklahoma bombing hit, and there was one really stunning picture of a fireman bringing out a, de- a dead child. And I will rem- that has stuck in my mind like n- nothing. But that doesn't mean that it's going to change anything. And I don't think that it's right for us to publish any, any such thing. As much as we would publish a, a car crash where someone died or another accident. You, you know... I, I can't – everybody is bringing up wonderful points on this, and the, the, it's so easy for somebody to sit there and make that decision and put it out there. But again, mm-hmm. whatever happened to walking a mile in somebody's shoes? What if it, exactly. were, your, right? what if it were your child? you you got to think that, really. You, you could, know, I, I think if somebody, if somebody had filmed the moment that a doctor came out and told me that my father had died in surgery and then replayed it over and over and – posted pictures of it online and whatnot, I, that would have devastated me even further. You know, it's just, it's, it's unnecessary. I don't need, I don't need to see that to, to know that it's wrong. And, and I think it's unres- uh, disrespectful. At some point, just human decency needs to come into play, and that's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you very well said. A lot of very passionate 
heartfelt calls. If you're holding, hang on. We're coming to you. Don't go away. I'm Leslie Marshall. You want to join us? A line or two available, 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Going into the break, let me uh, share uh, some comments. Paul tweets, if people can gun down children and no one does anything about that, reporter and cameraman is obsolete. Good point and sad. Um, Zeus, uh, uh, no, sorry, that's an, an, another thing they're talking about. How do we get to Caitlyn Jenner um, on, uh, on, on this? Um, and uh, you're a smart-ass, Carl, is the tweet, uh, tw- uh, Twitter handle. Um, I'm not interested in taking your guns. I have my own and has a picture of uh, the guns uh, there. Um, uh, William says uh, WDBJ not to accuse the Daily News of acting with noble motives. William says maybe if we saw more shocking, horrifying gun deaths, we'd be shocked and horrified enough to actually discuss stopping them. I disagree, William. I think we've become further desensitized. Um, uh, Frank says, how do you identify a person who may be on the verge of snapping out of 350 million people? What percentage are crazy as to kill? I don't know, Frank. I'd rather put some money into that instead of all the bullets. Uh, let me see. 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 Um, hey, Gary tweets, so people buy them legally in other states, guns, then illegally use them in another city like Chicago. How does that happen? Um, AUD tweets background on all gun purchases, no loopholes, child locks on guns, one gun death every 18 minutes. We can stop this. And uh, Brad says you cannot legislate away evil people. JD tweets the only gun law reform there should be is the elimination of all federal gun laws. And uh, we're going to take a break on that. We'll be back. Don't go away. take on these three photos on the front page of that paper? Hi, I was listening to, I was thinking about how they can reform, and in my lifetime, you know, since Kennedy was shot, they still haven't reformed anything. Reagan was shot, they didn't reform anything. You know, two senators were shot in May, May, they didn't reform anything. When Dick Cheney shot his friend in the face, they thought it was funny. So, what the other, um, listener has said, It's interesting that you point that out because we've had a Republican president shot uh, and survived, shot at. Uh, We have had a Democratic president shot and lost his life, and certainly back in the days of Abraham Lincoln, very different, uh, a Republican president shot and died. Uh, But you're right. I mean, if if the death of and shooting at a president, even like the Messiah of the Republicans, doesn't move people to to legislate uh, more gun control or to do something with regard to guns at the hands of a John Hinckley, we all know had mental issues, it's clear from his writings, his writings to Jodie Foster and about Reagan. Uh, and uh, that's a that's a good point. So why would you know two dozen kids matter, right? Why would two dozen kids matter? Um, all right, thank you. Uh, we lost you there. Uh, how much time do I have, guys? Okay, I don't have enough time to take another call. So let me see if uh, I can share any other tweets on here. Uh, 
No, I'm not going to have time. Oh, if people can uh, done. Uh, I already read that one. Okay, never mind. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back tomorrow on Friday. I hope you will as well. Thank you to Marky Mark and to Andrew, my executive and assistant producer. I will not be on the Kelly file tonight. I will be on Barney and Company tomorrow morning around 1030 a.m. Eastern on Fox Business Channel. Check that out. Have a good night, everybody, and we'll be back tomorrow. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.